Hello everyone, this is FitPro Radio. I am Andy and this is episode 12. I'm super excited because today I'm joined by the lovely, the strong, the fierce, the incredible pro MMA fighter Caitlin Katniss Neal. Oh, wow, what an introduction. <laughs> <Boom>. <laughs> I feel like I need you to introduce me for my fight. I will. I'll that be up be... there when the song is playing. <laughs> if I, if awesome. I can stand in the middle of the ring and I can borrow your like fancy shorts, yes. I will be out there in the ring introducing totally. you. <laughs> I can do that. Yep. <laughs> All my dreams. Um, I'm super excited. Caitlin is a business owner. Mm-hmm. She is, like I said, a pro MMA fighter. She is an inspiration to women all over the place and men, too. Um, <laughs> kitty, a kitty mom. I am cat mom to cat potato. Mom, potato. She's Shout out adorable. to potato if you're listening. Um, and yeah, I just if you'll introduce yourself, tell us all the things. Yeah, totally. So as um, Andrea said, she I guess you go by Andy now, right? Yeah. <laughs> Depends <laughs> on the internet, I'm Andy, I, I guess. <laughs> so I've known Andy for like years we grew up in the same ward and so it's been like 14 15 years yeah pretty crazy weird (laughs) so um yeah I when I first met her I was a cheerleader I didn't make the college cheer team and then I became a professional MMA fighter um I launched a business called Bad Athletics about like two years ago and so I've just been training working and fighting kind of doing all those things and that's kind of me in a nutshell (laughs) but like I feel like we should touch on our relationship a little bit because (laughs) Andrea Andy oh my gosh (laughs) Andy okay whatever you want I'll call her Andrea just because that's how I know you so um she is actually the one that got me like really into fitness so I always growing up I always wanted to um be a personal trainer and that was kind of one of my goals but I also wanted to do body shows and I didn't think it was possible for me to do body shows because I wasn't like someone who was like super fit looking or I wasn't like, I just thought body shows were for people who were like absolutely insane. And then, <laughs> which and, they are. I think. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> totally. So then Andrea goes and does a body show and then I was like, holy cow. I'm like, if she can do one, I could probably do one too. So then she kind of took me under her wing, helped me out, got me into doing body shows. And it was like, awesome from there. So I, that's so funny. Like, I think it's so, (laughs) yep, yep, yep. I didn't know that it made that much of an impression, but I do remember being super surprised. So my first competition ever was like four hours away. And my fam- I was like even surprised that my mom showed up. And then I was like, Caitlin's here too. <laughs> it was amazing. It was amazing. Yeah. No, it was super cool. I thought it was awesome because like I've been, like always wanted to do that. And then you did it. I'm like, I can do it too. That's so cool. And you killed it. So. Shout out to Caitlin. She killed it on her first show and then next one too, right? Yeah, I only did two. I was like, I, I don't know about the dieting part. <laughs> That's so, so awesome. Yeah, no, you definitely like launched something in me and like helped me get there. So that was pretty cool yeah thank you You're, you've been kind <laughs> of really like exciting. one of my mentors throughout my fitness career and like, I think you kind of know that already I message you all the time <laughs> oh. <laughs> and, like, <laughs> ask you questions and whatnot but yeah so thank you for saying that yeah, totally. that means a lot to me <laughs> <laughs> well and now you're just all over the place mm-hmm. and putting yourself out there and not only like sharing your own fitness mm-hmm. but you bring fitness to everybody else in the world. Like you mentioned Bad Athletics. Mm -hmm. It's a supplement company. 
But then also you just launched workouts and you've done workout challenges before too. And so you're able to help women all over the nation, the world, Mm -hmm. find their fitness and and light their fires. So it's super exciting. How does that feel? Yeah, no, it feels (laughs) awesome. I mean, um, it was, it has been one of my goals to be a personal trainer forever, but I didn't think I would actually kind of like get there or ever do it. Um, just because I always held them up on a pedestal. So it's kind of crazy to look back at, like, what I wanted to be to where I am now. I don't know. Because it it was kind of like a slow burn, you know? Like, you don't see all the things you're accomplishing until you, like, look back to where you started and you're like, whoa, this is kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And not not a very long time. Yeah. You've done it pretty quickly, which is amazing. And I think that's just a testament to anybody out there that, like, with hard work... And with just doing something scary, yeah, one step at a time, yeah. you'll like look back very quickly and be like, "Oh my gosh, I made it pretty far. I'm yeah. like really kind of crushing it." <laughs> <laughs> so that's really awesome. Yeah, congrats. Well, thank you. <laughs> so many um, things. Yeah. Um, so I know your podcast is big about like helping other people succeed, and especially with um, women. So. Yeah. Um, that's kind of my niche here, but, uh, so Andrea, like she kind of lit the way for me to do, start like doing things, trying to do things out of the norm. And so it's kind of cool to, um, see that like I did that myself. I'm starting to do things out of the norm. Like I became a professional MMA fighter. And so I'm really trying to help women, um, kind of like open doors for women to start doing more things um, out of the norm and actually achieve their goals and a lot of the times like looking back like if you didn't help me with the body show and you kind of kept all your secrets to yourself (laughs) and you're like no because I don't want Caitlin to succeed too um, I it would have like totally hindered my progress it would have hindered all these other women's that I've helped progress like or yeah progress throughout their fitness journeys too so it's kind of cool how like just one little interaction or like one little like being inspiration like being inspirational to someone like can spark so many different things that's true so it's kind of cool because like once you open the door for me it like helped me uh achieve so many other things and it's helping all these other women achieve all these other things yeah so I think it gives it gives us permission mm-hmm. when we, and I think it's not, I think it's important to like, not just like, if you're inspiring someone, that's amazing. But if you not only inspire them, but you like kind of take their hand and you're like, but let me show you how to get there. Yeah. And that's like a whole nother level of mentorship. Mentorship. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like the word, <laughs> but it's true. And I think I'd love to talk about that. Yeah. In today's episode, if that's okay. Yeah, totally. Um, I think there's a lot, like like you said, we speak mostly to, to fitness professionals, to group fitness. There mm-hmm. are personal trainers that listen here too. And I think a lot of people, or a lot of people that even want to, they're curious about it, but I haven't taken that first step. Mm-hmm. It's scary. Mm-hmm. And it's really easy when you see, you see a lot of people that you're like, oh my gosh, they're so awesome, but will I ever be that awesome? Mm-hmm. Could I ever do that thing? Or I'm super shy. Could I ever like help somebody or put myself on the internet or, or put myself in front of a class? Yeah. So like what, let's start there. What would you tell those people that are like, I want to be that awesome, but I don't know if it's in me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So 
I mean, there's nothing special, like specifically special to the people who are really in that industry or succeeding in it. It's just that they are constantly learning, they're growing, they're showing up every single day, they're failing, they're, but they keep showing back up. So I remember at the beginning, so I started with group fitness too. Um, so I went to a ton of group fitness classes. I just tried to learn everything. I tried to get in the best shape possible. I was... And you started young. You were like in... High school. High school, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like 15 years old when I started doing that. Um, so, yeah, I just tried to do as many group fitness classes as I could. Um, I shadowed a few personal trainers over at Gold's Gym. When, Shout when, out to Gold's. When, hey, rest in peace. Yes. <laughs> when it was Gold's Gym, that's how long I've been doing it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I tried to get myself in the environment. And then once I was old enough, I think you have to be 18 maybe mm-hmm. to get certified. Um, once I was old enough, um, I reached out to people who were doing it. And I was like, how did you do this? Help me out. And so I think that's the biggest thing is like, don't be afraid to ask somebody who's in the field and already killing it and ask how they got there. And also, if you could like get them in a room and sit down with them and ask them questions, um, I feel like that would be an awesome thing for you, especially ask them on like what they failed at just so you don't have to go through the failures. You can learn through their mistakes and avoid a lot of like roadblocks and stuff that they had to go through to get to where they are yeah and so yeah I feel like just reach out ask people kind of just have the courage to do it and just keep in mind that you are gonna fail like there's there's no (laughs) doubt like there's gonna be setbacks there's gonna be failures but if you just keep showing up you will eventually get there yeah and then being able to learn from failure Mm -hmm. because yeah failure is inevitable in anything we try but it's like that opportunity to look at it and pivot mm-hmm. like okay maybe that didn't work let's try something else and try and and like you said keep asking questions i think that's the scariest part and i know that sometimes when i first started teaching group fitness or wanting to get into group fitness that some people weren't as receptive to my questions some people were almost like i've already done the work you figure it out <laughs> Yeah. And then Which you isn't just, helpful. No, you just don't want those people as your mentors. It's true. And you really don't. And I think that should be a, a huge tell to be like, okay, so you're not a safe person for me and my journey. Yeah. <laughs> so look somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And you're going to find that help. Just just know that sometimes, like, if that does happen, it's okay to ask someone else for help. It's not the end all and it's not destiny that you're not meant to be here. It's just maybe they're not in a place to help. Yeah. And you have to realize it's... It has nothing to do with you or your worth or like anything you um, are as a trainer. It has to do with them and where they're at. And you don't know if they're being bombarded with questions all day, every day, Um, especially with like social media. um, DMs get pretty crowded. So I'd recommend trying to go face to face with someone and then they're way more likely to help you if it's face to face. Yeah. And even like ask them to lunch. Like, I just have questions. Yeah. I just want to know. And then I think it's, it even sets them up for an opportunity to be, like, emotionally prepped to answer all your questions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so then, oh, did you have something else? No. Oh, Go great. <laughs> <laughs> well, if there's, now let's talk about those people, like, after they take those first few steps. How, like, what do, what now? Yeah, I would just, so after you start asking questions, start just working towards it. Do something 
small every single day to get to where you want to be. I know it seems super overwhelming all at once to be like, okay, I have to go get certified. I have to learn how to do everything. I have to do this. I have to look fit. I have to like whatever. And, um, like kind of just be like, take a step back, be like, okay, today I'm going to go to a group fitness class and that's good for today. Tomorrow I'm going to go find uh, the certification that I want. Like just break it down into small little baby steps that where so ultimately like that's, it will get you to where you want to be. So you don't have to try to bite everything off all at once and then get overwhelmed and then probably end up like either quitting <laughs> yeah. Yeah, or just getting too frustrated with the whole process. So yeah, that's what I would recommend. Yeah. And I think, um, then finding your group of people, finding your cheerleaders, mm-hmm. I think would be super, super helpful. Like who are people that will take you by the hand? Who are the people that you look up to that are actually like nice, willing to mentor you? And then who are your friends? Because I feel like, like, tell me, in, even if it's not fitness related, mm-hmm. as you've made these huge changes in your life, going from like athlete, cheerleader to MMA fighter, <laughs> did you get backlash? Oh yeah. I mean, nobody thought a woman in Utah County at like early 20s should be cage fighting. <laughs> I should be getting married, having kids, but, you know? <laughs> and so that was like a very weird concept for people. And I've had people tell me like that I should just stop or I should just quit or I should just like focus on having a family or I should just focus on school or going back to work or like all these weird things and so it's like there are people who don't understand like what you want with your life just because they have a different life experience and that doesn't mean they're bad people at all Mm -hmm. it's just that you don't want them in your corner you want people that like understand that you have these dreams your goals and your aspirations and so you want to kind of like pick and choose the people who you have to kind of like help you get there and a lot of times with goals like I won't tell people like what my goals are unless they're my super close friend or I know I'm going to get a ton of like positive feedback from them because um, especially when they're like brand new goals, they are pretty fragile. So it can take like one person who's kind of like shuts down down the entire goal um, to kind of turn you away from doing something. Like if I knew how hard it was to become a professional cage fighter, I never would have done it. So (laughs) it's after. Yes, (laughs) totally. Right. Um, like if I knew like what launching a business would be like today, I never would have started. So it's kind of awesome to like learn the process as you go after you commit and then like doing those baby steps to get to where you want to be. But yeah and it just takes a lot of work yeah Mm -hmm. and again like turning to those safe people and and sometimes like I know that when I've set big hairy goals Mm because I always do for me I know that when I've gotten backlash too for for some like you have to be just be so careful like Caitlin said you have to be careful with the friends that you that you you know, turn to for mm-hmm. advice, for support. And you want to make sure that there are people that are uplifting. And if they're not, it's okay. Just like you said, just don't be afraid to still do something hard. Even if your friends and family are scared for you, yeah. <laughs> they're going to be scared because scary things, they don't want to see you get hurt. And, yeah. and in your case, they really didn't want to see you get hurt. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally didn't. Literally. <laughs> 
So what are some things that you've learned in your career from fitness to fighting to business owning? What are some traits that you have had to build maybe for like being resilient, maybe being like doing things scared? What are some things that you have had to learn and embrace in yourself? Yeah, so resiliency with me is key. That's like one of my number one values that I have. Um, It's showing back up even after you fall. Like I've been knocked out in fights before. And it's kind of just like being able to go back to practice the next day or like show up in front of your friends and families again the next day and like saying that you want to keep doing this even though like all the cards are against you so yeah it's kind of like just being resilient like it but it will pay off in the end like if you keep showing back up you are going to succeed so it's kind of that's a really extreme example obviously but but even like even though a lot of us will never be mm-hmm. physically knocked out yes how many times in other aspects of your life has that reflected how many other failures mm-hmm. have will we cross and will we feel like we've been emotionally mentally spiritually knocked out totally where we still have to get up pick ourselves up mm-hmm. dust ourselves off and do it again put yourself out there again um so thank you for sharing that yeah um oh go ahead no (laughs) (laughs) i think i think something what are some tools that you have built and the things that you practice Mm -hmm. maybe on the daily to help you keep that that resilience something i i really admire about you you are not afraid of vulnerability Mm -hmm. um but you are a very tough person um, Brene Brown talks about having strong back, soft heart. And I, every time I think of you, I think of you as that. Strong back, soft, soft heart. Because you're still able to to be there for people, to show up for people. Um, but in the same time, you do all these hard, hard, scary things. Mm-hmm. So what are some daily practices maybe that you've learned to help you cultivate that soft heart, strong back? and to help you feel resilient when all the cards are against you. Yeah, so um, I've been going through back-to-back knee surgeries and- Which has been very emotional. It's been really hard, yeah. yeah. Um, But I thought about not sharing on social media my second knee surgery just because I was so embarrassed. I'm like, what am I doing wrong to tear ligaments in my knees? Like, what is happening? Um, so I thought about not sharing it or sharing the process or like what I'm going through or my mentality, but then I knew all the people that have also torn the ACLs or like have also gone through similar situations where they're like looking up to me. And if I didn't share that or share my comeback story or share my ups and downs and like everything I'm going through, it's like that, that wouldn't help them, you know? And I, I have people that I look up to, um, that I've looked up to through the recovery process. Um, and I know how much they have helped me. So I'm like, if I can be even like a small part of someone's like recovery or getting through a hard time, um, then 
like it's all worth it to share it even though it is kind of like it's like a failure or setback or it's like embarrassing you know it's a little like a little bit of everything and so um but I do know that I am being like incredibly strong going through back-to-back knee surgeries and still planning to fight again Mm -hmm. so um yeah I mean it's just kind of (laughs) crazy so have you what what did you do to kind of build up your strength so you share Mm -hmm. when you're going through things yeah and then what are some other things that maybe you have learned or practiced to kind of help you stay in this place Mm -hmm. like emotionally where you can come back after something hard Mm -hmm. I just I've learned to detach my value to a lot of things like I'm so much more than a fighter I'm so much more than a businesswoman I'm so much more than um just like someone who is doing things in life like I am I detached my uh, value and my ego to all these things that I used to attach it to like how the way my body looks or how um how good my grades are or how good my fighting record is um and that has really helped and I feel like people who are personal trainers or um group fitness instructors like having low number classes like you can really attach your value to having like big classes and then once you get a smaller class or something happens where the trends change or whatever and people stop showing up um that can affect like you pretty like mentally right Mm -hmm. and so you want to learn to detach um yourself worth to those experiences or things and kind of learn how to grow and evolve through whatever's going on and just know that you're more than that one or two like negative experiences you're yeah there's a lot more going on no and I love Mm -hmm. that and I think it's even important to detach ourselves from like you said like what you do because I know (laughs) that like when I've been like when I was like super like teaching a ton Mm -hmm. um I remember I got pregnant with my second child and that pregnancy shut me down (laughs) literally shut me down I was on IVs I was in the hospital and I remember when my doctor finally said, you can't teach anymore. Oh, and I was like, I'm teaching like 15 classes a week. And that wasn't even the most I've ever taught. Like that was insane. But um, I remember feeling like if I stop now, I will have nothing. Yeah. When I, and then when I stopped, I was so grateful to learn. That's just one aspect of my life. Mm-hmm. Why did I put so much weight into it? Why did I attach so much of my identity to what I do? When it's like the reality was, it's like I'm a wife, I'm a mom, now I'm a dog mom and a baby mom and <laughs> and all these other aspects. Um, but even then, it doesn't matter what your identity, what you think your identity is. Mm-hmm. Like what you do is not who you are. Yep. And I think you're absolutely right in pointing that out. I think it's super powerful. How have you done that? Like, what are some things that you've done to help you? Because it's not. I'm assuming it's. I mean, I've tried it. Yeah. It's easier said than done. (laughs) So was it your hard experiences that took you there or what helped you? Yeah, I think it's just kind of living through the experiences. Like, 
um, growing up doing dance gymnastics and cheerleading than not making the college cheer team. Like, I thought I had that in the bag. I had no clue that I wasn't going to make the team. Like, I went to go look at the roster and I was like, wait, what? Did they, did they not? Did they not they see me? <laughs> <laughs> Do they not know who I am? <laughs> no. Um, yeah, so I was like super surprised and I lost my identity as being a cheerleader. And I was like, well, who am I now? I'm like, what on earth? And so um, I think that was kind of the first learning experience of me trying to detach myself from what I do. Um, And then I started, I got in the bodybuilding shows, did a couple of those, and then I was like, not for me. And then I got into MMA fighting, and then I sort of attached my identity to being a fighter. And then I've been out for two years, back-to-back knee surgeries, and I'm like, oh no. (laughs) Like, who am I now if I can't fight? Like, what value do I bring to anybody if I can't entertain by fighting or, like, showing, I don't know, uh, the process of being an MMA fighter, like, an insider look to that. Um, So uh, it's kind of just come through that life experience. And I think one of the biggest – so my friend Lindsay, I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do when I stop fighting. Like, this is so weird. And she's like, Caitlin – we like you so much more just because like we were like we like you way more than you just fighting like we like, like having you, you around are. yeah, yeah. <laughs> um she's like yeah so that kind of just like made me realize I'm like oh people don't just want to be my friend because I'm a fighter <laughs> they don't want me at their dinner table because I like I'm a businesswoman like they want to be around me so um I think that's kind of just the key is to like remember like you're not what your body looks like. You're not what you do. You're not like the shape you're in or um, what you teach. You're you're like a. It's not even like what you achieve. Yeah, it's not what you achieve. Mm-hmm. So, I I mean, it's not easy, and I obviously still struggle with it, like from time to time. I think it, we always will. Yeah, and so I think it's just kind of remembering that kind of being grounded um and realizing that you're just worth so much more than what you do and I think it's awesome that you were able to go to a friend that was able to bring you to that Mm -hmm. because I feel like I know that I have like my support team is what I call them I have it takes a whole team to handle this but (laughs) it's like my team of people that are there to ground me there to remind me like you've done this before Mm -hmm. it just looks different this time or that have been like you've done way harder harder things than this you've come Mm -hmm. through way harder things or just you know your identity isn't who you are Mm -hmm. I think having it comes back to having those supportive friends those cheerleaders um even ones that didn't make the college team. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> too sore, too sore, too soon. Too soon, <laughs> 10 too years soon. ago, too yeah, soon. It's, it's still, it's, sorry. <laughs> sorry to bring that back up. <laughs> I would love to know too, what are some things now? So what are things that we've, we've talked about the things that you've come through. Mm-hmm. What are things that you're working on now that have come out of all these hard experiences So, 
not making the college cheer team was probably one of the best things that's ever happened in my life. And obviously I did not see that. So it was at that not point. a raw joke. I see you guys are not a mean friend. <laughs> no, 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 no. You're totally fine. Um, uh, yeah. So it was probably like, it was definitely a blessing in disguise. I never would have become a professional MMA fighter, um, without not making the college cheer team. And at the time, like, all the college cheerleaders were getting into drugs and alcohol and oh, partying. Wow. And so I was like, I am so glad that I kind of like turned away from that lifestyle and like got into fighting. Um, cause I feel like my life would have taken a different, uh, little detour there. Um, and then fighting has opened the doors to so many things that I never thought would happen. And, um, it's kind of, been a cool experience doing that so like the hard times will just open doors that you didn't even know were there like I if you asked me uh, in high school even a year previously if I you thought I would be a cage fighter there's <laughs> no way no way I would ever th- like have thought that I would become a cage fighter you know so it's kind of yeah I mean getting through those hard times will definitely lead to different things in your life that year. I think le- more led to be doing. That's true. It's like mm-hmm. it, it's like they push you in the right direction. Because yep. sometimes I feel like we have a really great plan when the plan for us is mm-hmm. like so much bigger. Um, and But I feel like we set pretty good plans for ourselves, I would say. <laughs> yes. Anyway, but, <laughs> but um, now you have been able to take all this stuff all these things that you've been through mm-hmm. and you've been able to use not just fighting but like the voice that you've developed the voice that you've like grown through fighting mm-hmm. for big things like you you've become a huge advocate for women mm-hmm. for women's self-defense mm-hmm. for women standing up for themselves um, and I would love to hear where that came from and tell me about like why are you so lit up and passionate about that? We all should be, but I like love hearing you talk about it. Yeah. So I think like growing up, you're always kind of put against other girls or other women. Um, like if you don't look cute, you're not going to get the boy or it's like always like the scarcity mindset when you're younger. And so it's like, that's why little girls are like a little bit more catty in junior high. And so even sometimes grow up to be that. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, so it's, been a way better mindset and like I am also on the like wrong end of that sometimes right I'm like I have definitely like gossiped or done something that I shouldn't have and so um I think like it's been a crazy mind shift to be like oh my gosh if I succeed and I help somebody else else succeed then we all succeed. It's kind of like what I mentioned earlier about you opening a door. For me, I succeed, but I didn't take away from any of your progress or your success. If anything, I've kind of helped you, maybe. Yeah. I don't oh, know. No, I hope. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I feel like we both had opportunities to grow mm-hmm. through each other's growth. Yeah. And so it's like, it's the exact opposite. So instead of putting girls against each other, tearing them down, um, when one woman succeeds, like no matter what industry you're in, it opens the door for so many other women to succeed. And so once I kind of had that little mindset shift, it's been so much easier to like 
support other women and it's been an awesome experience so there's times where like earlier in growing my Instagram I'm like well I don't want to share this person's post because well like what if they go and follow her and unfollow me (laughs) but like um the more that like you're sharing other people's stuff or like people are sharing your stuff like the more like you all just like grow together so it's kind of um interesting looking at that and like that mind shift yeah Mm -hmm. and I think it it even helps us let go of that scarcity because when we experience it being like oh my gosh if you're winning I I can still win there's room for all of us yeah up here (laughs) at the top we can can all all sit here yeah Yeah. we can all sit together (laughs) and turns out you can actually like grow your circle and meet pretty amazing people Mm -hmm. when you have that mentality um and so tell me about your business tell me about because it's not only just supplements but your supplements are for a cause right Mm -hmm. tell us about it so um if you want to (laughs) you know of course um our main goal is to help women get strong um we the hashtag that we use is strong is strong um and so we just want to help women like get strong so um a lot of women are told that they need to go work out so that they can change the way they look or so that they can have a bikini body and it's so hyper focused on aesthetics and it kind of just like um whittles women's identity down to being their body yeah but bodies change so that's like such a horrible thing um and so we want to like for bad athletics we wanted to go in and um focus more on performance how's your body feeling how's it functioning um how is your body moving today and um we believe that being strong looks different to everybody and it even depends on which season of life you're in like Obviously, when you're pregnant, a different season right now. (laughs) Yeah, when you're pregnant, you're not going to be moving the same way as you were, like in your twenties or whatever, your early twenties or teenage years. Um, So it's like kind of just like we want to bring the focus back um, to health and fitness, like what it's meant to be, and it's like your health and your fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, We want women to realize that there's so much more than what their body looks like um and there's like tons of health benefits to working out and health and fitness doesn't need to be this crazy complex thing um instead of like being on a restrictive meal plan working out six days a week killing yourself in the gym doing crazy uh, like workouts or whatever, um, we want to kind of like go in and simplify it and be like, did you move your body for 30 minutes today? Did Love you that. drink your water? Did you prioritize your sleep? Did you uh, make a healthy food swap today? So all of those things are the way, the ways that we think women can be strong and show up for themselves every single day so they don't have to feel like they're either on a wagon of health and fitness or off the wagon of health and fitness. They can do something small every mm-hmm. single day and still healthy yeah so I love that and I love the way you like framed all that it's true and I think you're a really great example of like even breaking the mold Mm -hmm. when it comes to women in fitness which is what we need and I think there's like a huge like global awakening of like what is health Mm -hmm. and like is there a difference between health and fitness and what fitness we thought was and like what it looked like Mm -hmm. and like you said like teaching people that 
basic movement, sleep, and like all those things are are the goal, not just getting like a thousand calories burned at the gym or like taking, I think taking that focus off of appearance Mm -hmm. and focusing on feeling strong, I think is such a powerful platform. And not only that, but like your supplements are delicious. (laughs) Thank you. Your workouts are really good. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Um, Is there anything else that you want people to know about you, about your business, about fighting, about themselves (laughs) that they might not know? (laughs) Yeah, I think the main thing that I try to like drill into women's heads, and I know it doesn't like, (laughs) it doesn't come across. Take a notebook. We need everyone to remember what this is. (laughs) I said it a couple times earlier too, but like you are so much more than the way you look. I can't get that across enough, and I can't say it enough for people to actually realize that you are so much more than the way you look. You bring so much more value than how your hair looks, how your makeup looks, what you look like in a bikini. If you have a six pack. Yeah. <laughs> I like, we, yeah, we just want to experience you how you are right now. Like, it doesn't matter what you look like. I don't know. Yeah. That's all I can say. It's like, I just wish women would realize that. And also with that, just like you said before, you're way more than your job. Mm-hmm. You're way more than whatever you're a- attaching your identity to. Um, you are whole mm-hmm. and exactly what the world needs right now. And I think that's beautiful. Thank you for saying that. Well, I'm super <laughs> glad that you were here. I'm super glad that you took time to come. And for those who don't know, she traveled across state lines to be here for this podcast. So no other reason. <laughs> <laughs> no other reason. I just wanted to be on this podcast. So thank you. <laughs> Means a lot to me. <laughs> but tell us where we can find you. Tell us where we can support your business and tell us all the things. She's on TikTok. Yes. Her TikTok is really good. <laughs> it's at Caitlin Katniss MMA on TikTok, Facebook, and Instagram. Um, if you just type in Caitlin or Katniss, it, Katniss is a little bit easier to spell. I'll pop right up. Um, and then if you want to check out Bad Athletics, you can always check out badathletics.com. But yeah, that's pretty much it. You that's know? where I do it. Well, thank you so much, Caitlin. Yeah, you no. are awesome. And I hope you all feel a lot of value from this. If you liked it, please don't forget to to follow Caitlin on all her platforms. She's awesome, very inspiring to follow, and then also shares mm-hmm. workouts, her current health with her knee, and all the upcoming amazing things gonna happen yeah. in the future. Um, and then don't forget to leave a review if this was helpful. I'd love to hear your reviews and subscribe to this podcast. Sharing is caring, so if you had an opportunity to share this with someone that might need it, that also helps small podcasters like myself. So thank you so much everyone for being here and we'll see you on the next one.